0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. And I believe this is episode number 263. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the episode is called at this point. I think I might call it past, present, and future, which sounds ambitious, doesn't it? If you see the episode, if you see an episode of Luke's English podcast called past, present, and future, or the past, the present, and the future, you might think, wow, that seems heavy. It seems like it's ambitious. It's it's talking about everything. Everything's going to be in this episode. Well, I mean, it's, you know, reasonably ambitious, not quite as heavy as you might think from the episode, but I didn't know what else to call it. Um, I'll come on to the, uh, the details of this title in a bit. But first of all, I should just say, Hello, and uh, I'm back. Luke's English Podcast is back. And you probably worked that out by now, just from the fact that you're listening to it. But this is a brand new episode, which is nice, isn't it? It's a nice little... Uh, little surprise. Is it a surprise? I don't know. Maybe you've been thinking, you've been expecting it probably. Uh, some of you I know have been, you know, uh, very expectant. You've been sitting there in front of your computers in the dark, just sort of rocking backwards and forwards, not naked. That would be weird. No, you've just been sitting in the darkness, maybe holding onto your knees in uh, in the cold. Uh, I don't know why you're in the dark and I don't know why you're, you're only wearing a pair of underpants. But this is just the the, the state that you've re- been reduced to after having been deprived of your favourite podcast for such a long time. I'm assuming that it is your favourite podcast at this point. If it's not your favourite podcast, just imagine that it is, okay? All right, so you've been deprived of Luke's English podcast for, I think it's about a month. And in that time, I imagine your life has just fallen apart, hasn't it? I mean, where, where have... Where are you without the crutch that is Luke's English podcast in your life? What have you been doing? I, I suppose, you, slowly but surely, your life has been falling apart. I, I imagine that's what it is. Maybe it's a bit arrogant of me to assume that, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just joking, really, you know, I'm not, not being that serious. Anyway, maybe you're just, like, sitting there rocking forwards and backwards, just uh, crying, weeping to yourself, just thinking, that's... that's... Where's it gone? Why aren't there any new episodes? Well, don't worry. It's started again, okay? We're back. Um, And uh, so, as I said, you might be wondering where I've been or what's going on at Luke's English Podcast headquarters. Well, in this episode, I'm going to explain my absence. I'm going to fill you in on what's going on at the moment. And also, I'm going to talk a bit about what's coming up in the future, okay? That's why it's called the past, the present, and the future. It's not... I'm not going to talk about everything that's happened in the past in all of history or somehow account for absolutely every single event that's occurring real time as I record this. That would be impossible. And I'm certainly not going to try and deal with uh, all the predictions and all of the uh, possibilities of of the future. No, I'm just going to scale it down a little bit. Just bring the focus down on Sir Luke's English podcast and some of the surrounding uh, the surrounding areas there. Okay. So, um, what's been going on? Why have I disappeared? Why did I disappear for a month? Uh, what's happening? What's going to happen in the future? All right. Now there is a language focus in this episode. Um, as I talk during this episode, I'm going to use a range of different language as, as usual. I mean, I normally use a range of different language. If I use just, you know, let's say one word throughout an entire podcast, A, it would be boring, and B, it wouldn't mean anything, would it? I mean, I'd also have to choose that word very carefully. If it was... Are you going with this, listeners? Are you going with this stupid idea? I'm just talking about the fact that um, it would be ridiculous if I used a very, very small range of language in episodes of the podcast, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Imagine, for example, that I only ever used one word. That's it, just one word throughout the entire episode for an hour imagine which word would it be well let's say let's say it's the verb be because that's quite f- frequently occurring and there are a few different variations of it so it could be is be was been uh, were am and just carry on like that for an hour that would be uh, that would be terrible no so you'll be glad to know that in this episode i'm planning to use a wide range of language a fairly wide range of language just qualify it a little bit Fairly wide range of language. For example, some different tenses and vocabulary uh, that relates to the past, the present, and the future. Okay, so see if you can notice the different language that I use when I'm talking about the past, the present, and the future in this episode. What are the different ways that I refer to the past, the present, and the future? I'm I'm trying not to plan this language too much. Okay. I'm trying not to plan it too much. I've made a few notes on on my computer here and I'm using them to help give this podcast episode a bit of a, a bit of structure to it so that it's not just complete chaos. Um you know, cuz ultimately I've got to try and make it cohesive and coherent. Yes. Um so I have made a few notes, and I've, I've sort of tried to include a few different phrases and different sort of structures for talking about different aspects of time, uh, but I'm not trying to plan it too much. Uh, I'm just going to see what expressions and phrases come out of my mouth naturally, and then at the end of this episode, I will review that language so that you can pick it up and start using it yourselves, broadening your English in the process because that's the name of the game isn't it it's broadening broadening your english in the process that's i mean i say that's the name of the game that's just a phrase that means that's the point of that's what we that's the purpose of what we're doing it's not literal, there's no game involved i'm not doing a game okay you might be disappointed there is it, Oh, game is, it, is there a game no it's just a phrase it's just that's the name of the game there's not actually there's not okay there's not actually a game it's just Fine. Okay. All right. You don't stop listening just because you found that confusing. Carry on. Okay. Just keep going. Keep pushing forwards. So um, you can pick up some language and you can use it yourselves and and you can broaden your English in the process because that's the name of the game, isn't it? Yes, it's all about the acquisition of English and the improvement of your English. Um, so let's let's do that. Let's do that. This 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 just got real. Okay. Let's get real at Luke's English Podcast. It's all about learning English. Okay, so not only am I giving you some news, we're also doing some language study in this episode as well. You could say that we're killing two birds with one stone, in fact. Yes, you could say that. You could. I mean, obviously, you'd you'd need to make sure that the people around you understood that phrase. Um, There's no good saying a phrase if no one understands it, is there? Because, I mean... If you do say a phrase that no one around you understands, there's two possibilities, really. One of those possibilities is that people look at you and go, Oh, wow, look at his English. That's impressive. I've got newfound respect for this person. And they say to you, how come you're using all of these brilliant phrases that no one else understands? And you'd say, well, I've been listening to Luke's English podcast. And they say, what's that? And you go, you don't know. Uh, Let me explain it to you. And then you go through a whole sort of sales pitch. For Luke's English podcast, where you'd tell them to visit teacherluke.co.uk and you know download the uh, the episodes from the iTunes Store and all that sort of thing. Um, so that's the one thing they'd be impressed. The other possibility is that you say, "Well, it looks like we're killing two birds with one stone," and everyone around you goes, "What? What?" Remind me not to invite him to the next meeting. That didn't make any sense. Well, ladies and gentlemen, to kill two birds with one stone is a phrase. And it's a phrase that people use, okay? And it means um, if you manage to achieve two things while just doing one. You do one thing, but you achieve two things at the same time. Like in this episode of the podcast, not only are you just listening to some natural, authentic English, as it is actually spoken by a human. I am a human, honestly, I promise. Um, Not only are you managing to achieve that, you're also... uh, we're also going to look at the language. We're also going to study it as well in a sort of more focused way, a bit of language study. So not only are you getting just some kind of casual listening practice, you're also getting some specific language study too. So we're killing two birds with one stone. I could go into the expression to kill two birds with one stone in more detail, but I'm not going to because I've got a plan and I've got to try and stick to the plan. Um, you You might be able to tell that this uh, episode is being recorded outside, and i 'm sitting outside because the sun is shining, and it 's important to get a bit of sunshine when the sun 's out you 've got to try and you know expose yourself to the sun not don 't completely expose yourself I mean you know you 've got to make sure that you stay decent, keep your clothes on unless you know unless you 're at one of those special places where uh, you know, it's okay to be naked, but, uh, when you're in the middle of a city and you're just sitting on your balcony, it's probably best to keep, at least to keep the pants on. Anyway, I'm fully clothed, but you know, my face is exposed to the sunlight. It's very nice. Okay. So I'm outside because the weather's nice. So if you can hear some street sounds, the sounds of like my neighbors shouting at me, telling me to shut up, um, the, the sounds of, uh, birds flying overhead, you know, uh, That sort of thing. The sounds of angry drivers beeping uh, below us. That's because I'm sitting outside on the balcony. Okay, so here's the plan for the episode. First, I'm going to explain why I disappeared for about a month. Um, I won't be talking about the fact that I was abducted by aliens because I'm not allowed to talk about it. Just that was a joke. Then I'm going to talk about what's going on at the moment. Just generally what's happening uh, at the moment. It's, It's going to be more exciting than you think hopefully. Um, Then I'm going to mention a few plans, intentions, and upcoming events. That's the bit where I talk about the future, okay? And then after I've done those things, those three things, um, I'm going to present and review some grammar and vocabulary. And that's the bit where I talk about the language that I used to talk about what I talk about in this episode. That should be clear, okay? All right then. Now, excuse me, I've got a slightly runny nose. Um, So every now and then I may have to sniff like that. I know that's very rude, um, but uh, that's just the way it is. I might have to sniff. I might have to blow my nose. I I will try and edit those sound effects out if possible. I'm just giving you fair warning in advance. There may be some sound effects uh, during the episode, but I'm going to try and keep them to a minimum. Okay. Um, I'd just like to remind you, um, if you are listening to this, if you're not listening to this, then there's no need to, 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 to try and talk to you. Uh, but if you are listening to this, which I hope you are, um, I mean, if you're, if you're actually hearing these words, then I imagine that you are listening to this. But who knows? Uh, anyway, if you're listening to this, uh, then please do listen to the full episode. Listen to all of it to get the complete experience. Remember, this is a podcast and it's not a blog. Okay? It's not a blog even though I won the award for the best blog. It's not actually a blog. Uh, it's a podcast. Um, so it's all about listening. This bit really is directed towards the people who are, ri- who are reading what I've written on the page for this episode on teacherluke.co.uk. If you're reading this, then stop reading and start listening because this is a podcast. Okay. If you are listening to this, great. That's really good. And I hope that you're f- pleased with yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, where have you been, Luke? This is the bit where I talk about the past. Where have you been? Well, and and by the way, this is the bit where you notice the ways in which I talk about the past. Okay, so Luke, where have you been? Well, I've been I've been really busy. I've been super busy. I haven't had a chance to get into the SkyPod. Am I still going to call it the SkyPod? That's basically the room where I record the podcast. I try and make it sound more exciting by calling it a SkyPod. Anyway, um, I, I haven't had a chance to get into the sky pod or space pod. The star pod, I could call it that as well. Anyway, I haven't had a chance to get into the uh, room to record anything for a month. Um, I've had to focus on other things. It's been a busy and important time. Uh, let me explain what happened in some detail. Please keep listening. First of all, I got sick with the flu. I got sick with the flu. It knocked me off my feet for a few days, I was probably off for about five or six days. It was the proper flu, the, the genuine article. You know, there's the, you know, the difference between the flu and just a cold. Um, well, the flu is when, you know, you think you're going to die, you know, that kind of thing. A cold is just like, oh, I've got a bit of a headache, a bit of a sore throat, but you can carry on. That's having a cold. Having the flu or influenza is, you know, much more powerful and it it, it saps all your energy away from you. you your whole body aches and you, you just lie in bed um, sort of in a weird condition, semi-conscious, maybe hallucinating a bit, which is probably the best part of having flu, the delirium that you experience. That's the only fun thing about flu. Um, anyway, so I had the flu and it knocked me off my feet for a few days. Um, I was in bed, desperately trying to rest, just trying to recover. I lost my voice um, and you know, all the other usual symptoms. And in fact, you can still hear it a little bit in my voice because I've still got a bit of a, basically I'm a bit blocked up. I've just got a bit of a blocked up nose and, um, you know, just the usual phlegm and (coughs) catarrh, you know, that kind of thing, but it's all right. Um, so about a month ago, really the number one priority at that time was just to get better and rest. So basically a whole week was written off whole week of my Normal working schedule, including the podcast, was just written off. Like, forget about it. Just go, stay in bed. Just drink lots of water. Take medicine. um, And uh, just hope that you recover. That's what was happening. So everything stopped. Okay. Also, I had to take time off work. Um, And you know that I work at university and I work at the British Council. So I do, you know, lots of things. I've got loads of classes going on. It's bit too much, to be honest. Um, So I had to take time off work. And the thing about the university is that if I cancel any classes, I have to replace all of those canceled classes. And because I've already got a very busy timetable over the next few months, I didn't have any opportunities to replace the classes at any other time other than the week directly after I was sick. Okay, so the point is that, first of all, I was sick. Then I had to work a double schedule. That's where I had to teach my normal classes and also replace all the other classes I'd missed. So I was working stupid schedule. Ridiculous. Um, Double time, basically. Um, For example, Wednesday, um, I started at 7.45 in the morning and I taught nonstop all the way through to 4 o'clock. Yep. Non-stop teaching all the way through, um, and then I had lunch, and then I came back to the university for another class. So I basically taught from 7:45 to about 6:50 uh, in the evening. Uh, with just an hour and a half for lunch in the in in the middle, not even in the middle. Anyway, the point is, I was extremely busy. First of all, uh, recovering from flu, and secondly, replacing all of the missed classes from the university. Um, so, um, so that's it. No, no free time. Also, when I w- when I wasn't working, I was basically knackered, and I needed to rest. Knackered, you'll remember, means exhausted. So when I wasn't working, I was exhausted. No time or energy for podcasting. By the way, I'm not. I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses for the fact that I haven't podcasted for a month. I know that it sounds like I'm making excuses. I'm not. I'm I'm explaining why I disappeared for a month, and I'm also trying to make it clear that I don't like to just stop Luke's English podcast for any long period of time. In an ideal world, I'd be uploading podcasts regularly, um, you know, like once a week at at the very least. Uh, But every now and then I just have to stop completely. I'm sure that you understand. So anyway, I got over the flu, I got over it. Okay. But then after that crazy week of work, it kind of came back. The cold came back. And I've sort of still got it now. But it didn't come back too badly. It came back mainly as just a bit of a head cold. uh, You know, just uh, just the usual blocked up nose and throat and all that sort of thing. Um, I realise that some of you listening to this might be thinking, are you all right? You look, you got to look after yourself. I know. Okay, I know. Uh, By the way, as I've I've already said this bit, I'm not complaining, I promise. I'm just explaining why I disappeared and why I'm being... And I'm being transparent, okay? Basically just trying to give you some context. Uh, I think if you understand my situation more clearly, it can help you understand uh, my service better, okay? Uh, Also, and this is probably the thing I should have started with. Also, I got married. That's right, I got married. Uh, Part one, anyway, because technically... My wedding is in two parts. I know that sounds greedy, like I'm just, you know, uh, isn't one in, isn't one wedding enough, Luke? No, I want two, please. Um, it's a bit complicated. Originally, the plan was to have one wedding, uh, and then it became necessary to have two. Um, okay, let me try and explain. I live in France, uh, married a French girl, um, and so. Normally in France, you where you you get married at the town hall, okay, uh, the town hall. You get married there, and then you have a ceremony separately. So you actually have two things: the marriage, the legal marriage in a town hall, and then the ceremony, whether it's religious or non-religious or whatever, is done privately somewhere else. Okay, in the UK, it tends to be in the same uh, the same event. You get married. Uh, either in a church or in a a registry office or, you know, a temple or or whatever. And you actually do the legal and um, ceremonial marriage at the same time in the same event, not in France. So what people normally do is they get married in their town hall and then they get a wedding in the church in their town hall or in some other, you know, appropriate place. What we wanted to do was get married in the south of France because we found a beautiful place, an absolutely gorgeous setting, which we thought would be a perfect place to celebrate our marriage with our f- closest friends and our our family members. Okay, now what we wanted to do was get married down there, so we asked the local town hall. Now, we don't live there, but we thought that, you know, the town hall would be nice enough to let us get married there. So we contacted them and we asked them very politely uh, would you be happy for us to get married in your town hall because we think that your area is beautiful, etc., etc.? And they basically said, no. Uh, c'est pas possible. I mean, it's not possible. So that was um, that option was closed off. And yet. Uh, we had fallen in love with this place where we still are going to get married uh, in July. So we'd fallen in love with that place and we'd already, you know, visualized how we could have our fantastic ceremony there. So we're still getting married down there. We're still having the ceremony down there. But then the legal uh, part of the marriage was not possible in the south of France. And then we thought, well, since we can't do it down there... And since we're asking, you know, certain members of my family to to travel quite a long distance to get married, uh, to see us get married in the south, why don't we do the legal part of the marriage in London? Yay! Um, and so that's what we decided to do. And, and there are various reasons, including the fact that some of my some of the members of my family um, are not healthy enough to be able to travel all the way to the south of france so we wanted to do something in the uk so that they could come and join the celebration with us and so in the end we we decided on two weddings um the one in the south of France is the big one. The one in London was the little one. Uh, that was the plan. But you know, it's hard to um, to just have a little wedding. Really, you end up wanting to do special things, and it becomes bigger and bigger. We had a small number of people. There were about fifteen people. But we, after we, you know, done the the booking at the registry office in London, we also wanted to plan a really nice dinner uh, in a in a really good restaurant. So we had to do lots and lots of planning and um, contacting loads and loads of restaurants, finding places, uh, uh, negotiating with them, uh, arranging for uh, locations and menus and wine choices and uh, special cake and all this kind of stuff. And then there was the the booking, the the, like trying to find and trying to book a night out for us afterwards, after the restaurant. Anyway, it became bigger and bigger and bigger. We ended up having, uh, having to find a, a place to book dinner on the, the Friday night. Then there was the wedding and all of the other things that you have to organise for that on the Saturday. And then the Sunday, we wanted to organise a brunch with uh, all the people who'd been at the wedding. So it ended up being a whole weekend that we had to organise. And if you've ever been married, or if, if you know someone who's been married, you'll know that it's actually rather a lot to organise. So got sick, Got very busy at work, had a wedding to organize um, and um so all of those things really explain why I haven't done a podcast for a while um, on the subject of the wedding um obviously it was amazing, and I'm really happy both of us are It was fantastic and very special um and um I'm not talking about it that much in this episode um I could go into I could do an episode about marriages and weddings and teach you all of the language and cultural information that you need to know about sort of European or British English weddings and I do intend to do that in the future but not in this episode okay so there you go sometimes life is just completely full um and remember that it takes a few hours for me to it takes a few hours in total to prepare, record, upload, and distribute episodes of Luke's English Podcast. And sometimes I don't have three or four hours um, available to me. Uh, sometimes that time becomes very precious, and it just means that I have to leave Luke's English Podcast for a little bit. But I'm always, I'm always waiting to come back. And, and here we are. We're back, aren't we? Yes, we are. Um, so what's going on at the moment this is the bit where I talk about the present, okay? The present. What's going on at the moment? Well, I'm still getting over the flu, kind of. I've still got a bit of a runny nose. Um, by the way, if you're interested in, uh, like, language to describe health, being sick, and the symptoms of flu and common things like that, then you can go and find another episode of Luke's English Podcast. Which one is it? Which, which one is it? Which one is it? That's what I'm wondering. Um... Okay, I'm just now Googling it. Feeling ill uh, podcast, Luke's. That's what I'm Googling. I bet that's what's It's going to... F- yes, there it is. Episode 40, health and feeling ill, phrasal verbs and expressions. You can go back and check that one out. Uh, there's also, I think it's 112, sick in Japan, which also has um, a, some uh, language... Uh, about feeling sick and health uh, vocabulary and symptoms and stuff. Is it 112? I can't remember. Anyway, the episode is called Sick in Japan. Um... You can just go through. It's about 112, 120, something like that. Um, All right. So, what's going on at the moment? I'm still getting over the flu, but I'm basically feeling okay. You can probably hear it in my voice a little bit. Um, I'm doing exams this week. That means that I've written uh, exams, they're one and a half hour exams and I'm giving them to my university students so all my classes this week are in are basically taken up by my students sitting down taking the exam which I've written and that means as you know if you're a long term listener to Luke's English podcast if you've been listening for at least 18 months or something you'll know that once the exams have been done by the students, then I have all the marking to do. And that means I'm going to have like 200 to 250 exam papers to mark. I have to mark them very carefully. Uh, Each one takes them them 90 minutes to complete. So, that's a hell of a lot of marking to do. And it's quite monotonous work, I have to sit there with a big cup of tea. And I just go through the papers and I mark them and mark and mark and mark and mark. And I keep marking and it's, it's laborious and time consuming. So what I mean there is that um, I will be, uh, I will be involved in doing that. So I've had a busy time, and I'm going to have a busy time. In, in the next few weeks, um, I'm dealing with the other courses that I'm teaching. You know, all the planning and, and and all the teaching and stuff of the other courses that I'm doing. Teaching kids, teaching teenagers, teaching adults, as well as doing the university stuff. Um, I'm enjoying the extra hours of daylight and the sunshine that we're having because recently we changed the clocks. I don't know if you change the clocks where you, where you are because not every you don't change the clocks in every country, but. In Europe, um, we do, and so basically, um, at the beginning of spring, usually end of March, beginning of April, that kind of time around Easter, um, the clocks change, and that means that: what do they go forwards or do they go back? I can never know. It's all I never know. It's always confusing. Well, let's see. We've got more daylight at the beginning of the day now, so that means that the clocks went back doesn't it? No, the clocks went forwards. The clocks went forwards. uh, And so it's lighter at the beginning of the day now. And is it lighter at the end of the day? I'm confused. Oh, I should have looked into this. Anyway, the point is that we changed the clocks and we've got more daylight hours. Obviously, you know, we've got more daylight hours anyway, because of the, the season that we're in, but also because the clocks changed. We've got more light in the evenings. That's it got more light in the evenings so the day is longer we get more sunshine and it's great so i'm really enjoying the extra hours of daylight and sunshine that we're having you know i'm just topping up on vitamin d or or whatever it is that you get from exposing yourself to the sunshine Um, i'm enjoying married life very much uh, although, to be honest, it's not that different to normal life, to be honest. Uh, how many times did I say to be honest there? Three times, I think. So I'm enjoying married life, although it's not really that different from normal life. Uh, but it's special. It's nice. Uh, my online teaching colleague. So this is, this is a, a shout out to Gabby Wallace, by the way. My online teaching colleague, Gabby Wallace of Go Natural English. And she also does, or she used to do, um, all ears English. She's been on the podcast before. She's running a Kickstarter campaign to fund a book that she'd like to write. So Gabby Wallace wants to write a book, a book for you, uh, for learners of English. Uh, but in order to fund the, the writing of the book, and I suppose the publication of it too, she needs some cash. So she's running a campaign on Kickstarter. Kickstarter is basically a crowdfunding platform. So if you've got a project that you want to do, you, you need money to actually do it. Um, and so, what you do is you ask the community of people around you to contribute money, and the money goes in and it helps them start the project and fund the project and then um, uh, and then the project can actually be made and then it becomes a reality um, so for example if you 're a uh, an independent filmmaker and you need you know a few thousand pounds to help finance your movie because you need to pay for the cameras and the editing and the licensing and stuff like that you can start a kickstarter campaign and uh if people like the idea that they like the project they can give you some money and if and when you achieve the amount of money when you when you've raised the amount of money you need to finance your project boom you can start and then the project um is, is actually realized and created. So Gabby Wallace is doing a Kickstarter campaign because she'd like to write a book for learners of English. Uh, and I would like you to uh, consider contributing to the Kickstarter campaign. So you can just go to teacherloop.co.uk, find the page for this episode. There is a link that says click here to contribute to the Kickstarter campaign. Alternatively, you can just find Gabby Wallace at Go Natural English. I think if you just Google Go Natural English, then you'll find it. And I'm sure there'll be a link to the Kickstarter campaign there. Uh, When she gets enough money, she'll publish the book. It looks good. And this is something that I've been intending to do for ages as well. Uh, I've been intending. And in fact, I've already started writing my book. Um, If it works for her, then there's a good chance it'll be it'll be something that I will do too. Did I get that sentence right? If it works for her, her, that's it. If it works for her, there's a good chance I'll be doing it too. Okay. So uh, this is a new and very cool model of publishing learning English materials. And for it to work, we need everyone's support, not just the support of the teachers and the content producers, but also we need the support from uh, you, the learners too. Okay, so if you want to support Gabby Wallace with her book, then just uh, contribute to her Kickstarter campaign. Um, At this point, I would just like to say, don't forget that Audible, the Audible offer still stands. Still available. Um, What's happened? I seem to have lost the ability to speak. Okay, maybe I should just breathe. Okay, just breathe. Breathing is important because if you don't breathe, then you don't live, and living is important. If you want to be alive. Living is is quite an important aspect of that, and I think breathing is really just a, a a way to achieving that don't you don't you think I think I'm sure you do don't forget uh, that that audible offer still stands and if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke then you can sign up to a free 30 day free trial which is free and it includes a free download of any free audiobook of your choice and they have, any, they have over 150,000 free titles to choose from. It's free when you sign up using audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke. It's free at the beginning. Um, after a month, if you don't cancel, then uh, you will automatically become a subscriber to the Audible service, which costs about $15 a month. But um, it's easy to cancel. It is. Um, And all the details are available um, at teacherluke.co.uk. You can just find in the menu, it says uh, audiobook offer. Click there and all the the instructions uh, are very clearly written so you know how to make the most of this offer. You can just download your free audiobook. And then if you don't like the service, um, 30 days... Within the thirty-day period, you can just cancel, keep your audio book, and uh, you won't be charged anything. Okay, they might change, they might take one dollar out of your account, but that's just so that they know that your bank account is real, and that one dollar will be paid back. Okay, it's it's very simple. Um, Just check out audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke or just click on one of the audible buttons on my website. You can find all the details and the frequently asked questions about this audiobook offer on my website. I downloaded um, Revolution in the Head, that Beatles book that I talk about sometimes and uh, it was about 10 hours long and it was brilliant. I loved listening to it. It was read out by some really great actors Um, and I think I'm going to do it again. I think I'm actually going to sign up with audible.com normally and I'll pay the money and I'll download the books because I love audiobooks and there are loads of others out there that I want to read including one by a man called Ray Mears Ray Mears, and I I should do a whole podcast about him because he's worth it. He's brilliant. He's basically a survival expert from the UK, and he used to make television programs on the BBC that I used to love watching every Sunday evening. Um, And he wrote a book, and it's available as an audible audiobook download. Um, What else is going on at the moment? Um, That's it. Okay. What's coming up over the next few weeks and months? This is the bit where I talk about the future. okay? the future. What's coming up over the next few weeks and months? Well, wedding part two, the big one, as it's being called, uh, is planned for July and that's fast approaching. So the the madness is going to start up again soon, I expect, all the planning and all that sort of thing. We've got loads of things that still need to be done. There are quite a lot. There are quite a lot of loose ends that need to be tied up. Ultimately, we're just really looking forward to being able to celebrate with our friends and family. And we are keeping our fingers crossed for good weather. And you can expect a wedding themed episode of Luke's English podcast at some point, uh, because it will be something that I'm going to be spending a lot of time thinking about. I've got friends who were recently married as well. So it might be interesting to talk to them. Um, for example, Sarah Donnelly, who's been on the podcast, she 's American. she also married a french person French a French guy in this case um, so it could be quite interesting to compare different sort of different weddings in different cultures I 'm um, going to have loads of marking to do, as i 've already mentioned all those exams, which means that I might not have much time in the next few weeks again, okay so if I do go quiet a little bit, that 's why i 'm just sitting there marking drinking tea. And eating biscuits, of course. The end of the university term is in sight. Uh, And then I'll have a bit more breathing space. At the moment, everything's a bit tight in the schedule. Or schedule, if you're from the United States of America or most of the other parts of the world, because most people say schedule. So... um, the the, sh- the schedule the schedule is very tight at the moment but the end of the university term is in sight and then when that arrives I will have more breathing space the thing is my working plans are still undecided like for next year I st- I'm not completely sure uh, how much I will be working for example will I give up on one of my jobs to allow me to focus on my online projects. Which job will I give up? Will it be the university? Will it be the British Council? It depends. I need to speak to bosses. I need to have, you know, I need to talk. I need to find out about all of the details about my work and see which option is better. This is all personal stuff. Do you need to know this? Anyway, um... maybe you need to know context. The point is very busy now, might not be busy later. By the way, I realise that sometimes these podcast episodes are a little bit self-centred. It's just, you know, me telling you about me. Um... And I don't really like that, to be honest, but sometimes it's just necessary to explain what's going on in my life as a way of contextualizing Luke's English podcast so that you know exactly what you're getting and when you're getting it and you'll know why there are moments of of quietness and so on. OK, but don't forget this episode's got loads of language in it. So, you know, that's 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 nice. Uh, The spring holidays are just around the corner. The university will be closing for a couple of weeks, so I've got some time off coming up, but I'll be focusing on marking mainly, so I might not get a chance to do many episodes. Preparations for my stag do are underway. Now, what's a stag do? In in American English, they call it a bachelor party. In the UK, we call it a stag party or a stag do. A stag, you know, it's like a male deer. You know, those four-legged animals that you find in the forest, um, like for example, Bambi. Bambi is a deer. Well, a male deer, very powerful, proud animal with big uh, antlers on its head. That's a stag. Okay. Don't ask me why we call it a stag do or a stag party, but we do. Um, so when whenever you get married, you have to have a stag party if you're a if you're a man. I mean, if you're the the, the groom, then most of the time, you'll have a, a big party with your friends. And it's usually completely insane with lots and lots of drinking and crazy stuff happening. Um, and usually the stag or the, the the husband-to-be usually gets humiliated in various ways, often publicly. For example, uh, my cousin's... Am I going to talk about the cousin's stag do? Uh, and a friend's stag do that I went to not long ago. A friend... Um, he was forced to dress as a, a pantomime horse so one of one of his friends brought a, uh, a pantomime horse outfit a pantomime horse is like you know just a comedy horse um and he dressed he had to uh, in fact it was me and him okay uh they dragged me into it as well because you need two people for a for a comedy horse so uh i was the front and he was at the back, so if you can imagine, he had to bend over and be the back end of the horse. And we walked around. Um, we were on basically the stag. Do was in uh, a, a holiday resort somewhere in the Mediterranean, and um, we walked around this uh, holiday resort with people in bars and restaurants drinking, you know, families and couples on holiday. And then it was us walking around in a comedy horse. It was embarrassing. Um, but it's typical for stag parties or stag do's. Um, So preparations for my stag do are underway. The plan is to stay in a nice house in the countryside, in the British countryside. We're not flying to you know, Ibiza or anything like that. No, we're going to stay in a nice house in the countryside with lots of nature around. We're going to do some outdoor activities and adventure stuff. And no doubt we will spend a good deal of time in the local pub. Uh, My brother is in charge of this. Um, he's project managing the stag do so I will just have to wait and see what's in store for me and I hope that it's not going to be too, uh, embarrassing or humiliating, but that seems to be the tradition. Um, in other news, I'm seeing the Kings of Convenience with my wife in May. Do you know the Kings of Convenience? They're, um, they're a, a group, they're a duo, two guitar player singers from Norway, Um, and their music is just beautiful and brilliant and clever and and positive and uh, moving and all that stuff. Um, They're one of my favourite bands and my wife, and I can't believe I'm calling her my wife, but she is my wife now. Um, It sounds so grown up, doesn't it? Does that mean that I have to act like an adult now? Do I have to act like a grown up, um, an adult, reasonable person? Well, no, I don't think it means anything i suppose it means whatever i want it to mean doesn't it because it's my life um anyway so uh we're going to see the kings of convenience in may uh, i can't believe that i'm finally seeing them because they're probably our favorite group and they don't tour very much they tour occasionally and they don't play together very much but we managed to catch them in paris and so we're going to go and see them in may and um, it's going to be great um I've got a few gigs in the diary, comedy gigs. I'd like to work on some new material. We'll have to see about that. Uh, um, If you're in Paris over the next few months, then uh, you might be able to come and see me perform stand-up comedy in English. Just get in touch with me. uh, Leave me a comment on uh, teacherluke.co.uk or or get in touch with me on Facebook or Twitter. Um, And if you're in town, um, I may well be performing because uh, as um I as I've got a little bit more time now I will be doing some more gigs um so there you go the the Paris stand up scene in English is developing more and more all the time and it's really cool one of these days I will fulfill my dream of having my own one man show but that requires time for marketing and publicizing and stuff uh, so I'm not quite there yet but I would like to do that one day really I'd love to do two things and I think this is really cool. I'd love to do two things. One of them is to, is to develop a strong one hour show of written material, a one hour comedy show that I can perform regularly. And also, I'd like to do another thing where I re- regularly record podcast episodes live in front of an audience. Can you Imagine that doing Luke's English podcast. Uh, in front of an audience with people there. And you can hear the audience responding to what I'm saying. And I could do interviews with other people on stage. I could do improvised stuff and so on. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Now... I know that it's possible to do that kind of thing online, but I think there's something special about actually doing it there in the room with people with you in the room, in the space, and it's it's an event, and it's you can feel the atmosphere in the air, and uh, crazy things happen, and you have to respond to them there and then, and it involves improvisation and stuff like that. I'd love to do that. Uh, so who knows? Maybe if I can get my stuff together, I can I can make that happen. Um, After all this work, I'm hoping to devote more time to Luke's English podcast, of course, and Luke's English podcast related products and projects, not just doing new episodes, uh, but also producing other content with a view to giving you opportunities to improve your English in other ways cool ways that will be beneficial to both you and me. I'm talking about things like writing my own book, which I have already started, um, and also maybe offering other stuff in the future, like some um, other content that you can um, you can access, uh, an online course, all kinds of other things. Um, one of the things I want to achieve in 2012, uh, 2012, I'm going to go back to 2012 and achieve some things then, and then come back to 2015. And I want to achieve a number of things with Luke's English Podcast. This year is the year of Luke's English Podcast for me. And it's it's it, it, it's my intention to try and push this service to another level. Um, summer is on its way. Yep, summer is on its way. In fact, we're having a little taste of it here. And it's about time... Uh, it's about time because um, you know, everyone loves the sunshine. Um, a bunch of new Star Wars movies are in the pipeline. In fact, the first one is due out this December. And I'm trying not to get too drawn into the hype. You know the hype whenever big movies come out. You see lots of trailers and advertising for it. And there's interviews on TV. And it's all it all gets very hyped up. And everyone's saying how great it's going to be. And then you're so over- expectant that it becomes an anti-climax you see it in the cinema and you go ah, oh, well it wasn't as good as I expected so that's because of the hype okay so don't believe the hype I'm trying not to be drawn into the hype I just want to see the film without too much expectation and I'm f- keeping my fingers crossed that the new Star Wars film will be good because you know it's important to me uh, it might not be important to you um if you're a long term lepster lepster, note the way I said lepster by the way, that leper you know that nickname let's let's phase that out okay let's let's stop using that one because of the connection to leprosy, which is obviously a tragic disease. I just would like to remind you that if you care about um the plight of of people who suffer from leps- leprosy, then you can uh donate to uh lepra dot is it lepra org, um. Hold on a minute. No, it's uh, www lepra that's l e p r a dot org dot uk, which is a charity that helps to support people who suffer from leprosy. Okay, so I'm not going to go into the whole story about how leper became a nickname for people who listen to Luke's English podcast. I'm not going to go into that now. But uh, what I'd like to do is just phase out that nickname. And let's replace it with any of the other choices that you can There's lepster, uh, plep, um, uh, leperholic, uh, a lepish, lepanese, there's all sorts of different things. Leprechaun, um, anyway. Uh, what was I talking about? I was talking about something. Wasn't I? Oh, yeah, that's it. If you're a lepster, plep, a plepster, uh, and Luke's English podcast, a ninja, then uh, you'd probably be a Star Wars fan as well, will not you? I imagine so. <laughs> look the next big marvel movie is about to be released uh the new one it's called the avengers the age of ultron and that will be followed by loads and loads of other marvel movies so if you thought that you'd already seen enough superhero movies well you ain't seen nothing yet because it's just the beginning. It's only just begun. And be prepared, brace yourselves for even more superhero movies, which will be arriving before long. You've got the Avengers, the next Avengers after that. Then you've got stuff like Ant-Man, and you've got the new Captain. I think there's a new Captain America movie, a new Iron Man film, and all sorts of other uh, Marvel-related film stuff coming to your screens. So... Brace yourselves. S- uh, superhero movies are coming. Uh, the UK general election, which is probably more important than Marvel comic book superhero movies. In fact, I'm sure it is. Uh, the UK general election is nearly upon us. Um, and in fact, uh, at the beginning of May, uh, there will be a nationwide election uh, for basically the chance to elect new, uh, a new government for the UK. And uh, the election campaigns are underway, and at the moment, uh, members of Parliament uh, for the Conservatives, the Labour Party, uh, Liberal Democrats, the Green Party, the Scottish National Party, and of course UKIP, the United Kingdom Independence Party, they're all um, on the campaign trail around the country, promoting their um, promoting their manifestos and their promises, trying to persuade people to vote for them. And by... Um, By, I think, the 8th of May, uh, we will know uh, what the result of the election uh, will be and what's going to happen. Are we going to have a Labour government? Are we going to have a Conservative government? Will there be some sort of coalition, which is a combination of uh, several parties combined to create a government? For example, at the moment, we have a Conservative-Liberal coalition. Maybe. Maybe there'll be a coalition. Are you interested in that? See, I think if you know the context then it becomes more interesting. So uh, perhaps I'll do uh, a Luke's English podcast election special in which I you know, explain all the important things that you need to know about the political um, parties in the UK and what might happen in the general election and beyond. Um, and in fact, the if the Conservative Party win, if David Cameron continues to be the Prime Minister, he has promised to offer the British people a referendum on Europe. That means that, okay, Cameron promised some time ago that if he was re-elected as prime minister uh, in, in, you know, in this election, that he would give uh, the UK a referendum on Europe. And the referendum would basically ask the European people, uh, sorry, ask the, the, the citizens of the UK uh, if they would like to be in or out of the European Union. Now, last year we had uh, the Scottish referendum, which is a similar thing. The people of Scotland were given the option, given the choice to be in the UK or out of the UK. Uh, Ultimately, they decided to stay in. It was 55% in. Um, So 45% of people were unhappy, I suppose. But anyway, um, the the UK, though, is going to have a a referendum if Cameron wins. Um, And then, wow, imagine if the UK chose to leave the European Union that would be a huge huge change to the country I mean it would be it would be the biggest change since World War two and that's significant uh, and it's very complex issue with lots of different um, aspects to it um, and it's very interesting and I should do a podcast all about it but anyway the european referendum is on the horizon and if the conservatives win then we may be faced with a referendum on europe and you know who knows the uk might leave the european union and um what would happen then what would happen to the uk how would that affect our economy imagine all. imagine what that would do i mean the the european union is i think a very important place for the uk to be part of and uh if we suddenly dragged ourselves out of it, uh, how would that affect things? People who think that the UK should be out of Europe generally say that the European Union costs the UK lots of money and it's, it basically means that, that lots and lots of immigrants come into the UK through the European Union um, and that generally European membership is a bad thing for Britain. Uh, but uh, is it, though? Is it really is it? Because, in f- well, I'm not going to go into the whole thing now. No, there's no time. I'll have to do a whole episode about it. But it's, it's really interesting. Okay, you're just gonna have to take my word for it. Right then. So I've done uh, the past, the present and the future. Now let's have a look at some of the language that I used to talk about those things. Did you notice the language I used? If you're listening all the way to this point, then well done. You've just kind of, you've got through some of the rambling and you're into the language section. This is the gold. The, the, this is what you've been mining for. Anyway, um, so let's recap on some of the language I used. This might not be everything I said. Uh, if you noticed other stuff, then you can add it in the comments section. Uh, you can see this, all of this stuff summarized on the page for this episode, by the way, um, Also, as I go through some of this language, try repeating these lines after me and try using them when you speak English too, just generally. Uh, That's really the best way to actually add these phrases to your active vocabulary because if you don't use it, you lose it. Okay, so we'll start with the past. And you will have heard me use uh, the present perfect and the present perfect continuous a lot. And these are both used to refer to actions in a time period that starts in the past and ends now. So it's used to explain recent news. The actions may be finished, uh, but the time period is connected to now because it's from the recent past until now. Now, something that people often get wrong about present perfect is that they say it's an action that started in the past and continues now. Not always. Sometimes we use present perfect tense to talk about finished actions that occurred within an unfinished time period, okay? Okay. So if you're talking about recent past, like a period that covers the recent past up to now, it's okay to use the present perfect. Um, Okay, so uh, the actions may be finished, but the time period is connected to now because it's from the recent past until now. So we use this tense, certainly at the beginning of conversations, when we are catching up on somebody's news, catching up on news. So we often use present perfect with time expressions like for ages and for a while, especially in the negative form. For example, I haven't seen you for ages. I haven't seen you for ages. How have you been? Which is not, it's not how are you and how were you, but sort of a mix of the two. How have you been? I've been meaning to call you for a while now. I've been meaning to call you for a while now. Meaning to do something means intending to do it. I've been meaning to call you for a while now. What have you been up to? What have you been up to? Which means what have you been doing? So what have you been doing? And then you heard me in this episode say, I've been super busy and I haven't had a chance to get into the SkyPod to record anything for a month. I've been super busy. I've been super busy. I haven't had a chance to do anything. I haven't had a chance to do anything for a month. I've had to focus on other things. It's been a really busy time. Present perfect uh, for talking about sort of recent past, um, recent news, okay? Uh, then we've got past simple tense for actions in a sequence. The past simple for actions in a sequence, right? It's your, your basic past simple, isn't it, basically? These are, these are finished actions that are not connected to now, Okay. So present perfect, we're talking about a period of time that's connected to now. Past simple, finished actions, finished time, no connection to now. So we're just talking about a series of se- a sequence of single finished events. Um, the whole sequence is finished, finished actions, finished time. So you've got this. First of all, I got sick with the flu. That knocked me off my feet for a few days. I lost my voice. The number one priority was to get better and rest, so everything stopped. So I got sick with the flu, it knocked me off my feet, I lost my voice. The priority was to get better, everything stopped. Simple sequence of finished actions, one after the other. Basic, isn't it, that? Basic is your basic past simple, you can't go wrong. Right, um, next, Uh, let's move on to the present. Um, So actually, I didn't use much past... Perfect or past continuous, it seems. No, it's all about present perfect and past simple. Because I was talking about recent news, catching up on recent news, you see. The present. Okay, so you you heard me using the present continuous a lot. Which, of course, we all know is the verb be with a an ing form. Right? And this is the most common way to talk about temporary actions and situations right now. For example, I'm still getting over the flu. I'm still... I'm still getting over the flu. To get over something means to recover from it. I'm still getting over the flu. Um, I'm doing exams this week, which means that I'm going to have tons of marking to do. I'm doing exams this week. I'm dealing with the other courses I'm teaching. I'm in, and I'm enjoying the extra hours of daylight and sunshine that we're having. Uh, to have... Hmm, Interesting that some might say that have is not possible in a continuous form. Mm, to have uh, sunshine. We're having a lot of sunshine at the moment. Hmm. I suppose it means experiencing, so it's not a state verb. Uh, there we go. Grammar grammar people. Uh, obviously, we have present simple as well for permanent facts and situations too, so no need to go into that. I think you know it. Other language. Um, you may have heard me say... Preparations for my stag do are underway. If something is underway, it means it's started. Like something has has already started. It's it's underway. So it's it's happening now. The preparations are happening now. You know, you might say the race is underway, meaning the race has started. Preparations are underway. Um there you go. Um filming is underway. Um then we've got the future. Ah the future. The unwritten future. Um, in terms of tenses, of course, we've got will, we've got going to, we've got present continuous. Okay, will for predictions, promises, facts, judgments about the future. Uh, I'll have a bit more breathing space next month. I'll have a bit more breathing space next month. Now that's not a plan or an intention; it's just a fact about the future. I'll have a bit more breathing space next month because um, you know the university's going to going to uh, stop. Uh, we've got going to intentions, plans. Really, we're talking about things that you've decided to do. Um, but also we use going to, to talk about predictions based on evidence. You know, I'm going, I'm, um, we're going to see the new, uh, Fast and Furious film on Friday. If you're, uh, if you're up for it, how many F sounds were there in that sentence? We're, um, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to see the new Fast and Furious film on Friday. If you're up for it, um, Going to. All right. Present continuous. Um, Present continuous is very common when you're talking about the future. Uh, Plans, future plans, you know, it's like it's just like going to. But for me, it's it's for plans which are more fixed. I'm seeing kings of convenience with my wife in May. Uh, That means that we've already, you know, we've booked the tickets. It's definitely going to happen. We're seeing the kings of convenience in May. I'm really looking forward to it. Then we've got modal verbs for different levels of certainty. And I use the word might. I might not have much time in the next few weeks. Okay. Which is a bit like saying, uh, it's, I, I, I will possibly not. No, you wouldn't say that. It sounds clumsy. I might not have much time in the next few weeks. Okay. Um, future continuous. Will... And uh, the continuous form will plus be plus ing. And it's a bit like going to for fixed plans. I'll be focusing on marking. So, for example, um, I'll, I'll be focusing on marking. I'll be focusing on marking, which means I'm going to focus on marking. Um, you know, you might say to someone, Will you be, um, will you be going to the post office later? will you be going to the post office later? Which is a bit like saying, are you planning on going to the post office later? Will you be going to the post office later? Will you be, will you be going to the pub later? Well, yeah, probably. Um, all right. Future continuous, with well, that's will and a continuous form. Now, you may have heard other language uh, for the future as well. Here is here is a selection of other phrases and things that you may have heard. So we've got stuff like this. Um, It's planned, so the wedding is planned. uh, Yeah, the the wedding is planned for July, which means that we've planned it. Okay, it's fairly obvious. It's fast approaching. the uh, The wedding is fast approaching. That means approaching means coming. So it's coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, It's fast approaching we've got things which need to be done. We've got loads of things which need to be done. If something needs to be done, well, is that about the future? Sort of. You're referring to the fact that there's an obligation that will need to be met in the future, aren't you? Anyway, so that needs to be done, needs to be fixed, needs to be organised, the restaurant needs to be booked, the wine needs to be chosen. We've got things that need to be done. There are lots of loose ends that need to be tied up. Loose ends. These are things that have not been resolved. Okay, open questions or things that haven't been fixed or resolved. There's loads of loose ends that need to be tied up. For example, if you are involved in a negotiation at work and you are negotiating a number of different things like time and price and delivery and uh, insurance details and stuff like that, and you agree on the price and you agree on the delivery time, but then there are still a couple of other details that you haven't agreed. So you might say, yeah, we finished the the negotiations pretty much finished, but there's just a few loose ends that need to be tied up. Maybe we can meet up on uh, Monday afternoon to talk about it. Okay, there are lots of loose ends that need to be tied up. Tied up, you know, like you tie your, your shoelaces, uh, loose ends, you know, just ends. You can imagine there's ends of rope or ends of uh, string that need to be tied together. Loose ends that need to be tied up. We're both just really looking forward to being able to celebrate with our friends and family. There's your old friend looking forward to okay, to be looking forward to doing something. Um, We're keeping our fingers crossed. That means like hoping for something positive in the future. Keep your fingers crossed, you know. So I've got my exam tomorrow. Keep keep your fingers crossed for me. Or, uh, oh, you've got your exam tomorrow, haven't you? Okay, good luck. We're keeping our fingers crossed. Or I'll be keeping my fingers crossed. Or simply, well, good luck. Fingers crossed. Um, so we're keeping our fingers crossed for good weather. Um, you know, hopefully the weather will be all right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed is a, is like a, a good luck thing in the UK. Um, the end of the university term is in sight. If something is in sight, it means that you can see it. It's in the distance, but you can see it. So it's not far away. OK, imagine you're walking over the countryside in order to try and get to a city and you keep walking and walking. And then eventually in the distance, you can see the city. The city's in sight. Or if you're, you know, if it's medieval times or something and you're walking to Stonehenge over the countryside and you can see in the distance there, there would be Stonehenge. I don't know why they're speaking like that, but they are sort of medieval cornish people i don't know why but anyway we've come on a pilgrimage to stonehenge and there it is it's in sight let's stop here no let's not stop here let's keep going anyway uh that was stupid um uh the holidays are uh the the end of the university term is in sight also i said let's see which is like what you say when you don't know what's going to happen well let's see you know, um, you know uh, who's going to win the the uh, ch- the uh, Champions League? Well, let's see. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. There's another one. Uh, the spring holidays are just around the corner. If something's just around the corner, it's close. It's not far away. The spring holidays are just around the corner. Um, in fact, it's quite common to say spring is just around the corner. It's a very common phrase. Uh, I've got some time off coming up. If something is coming up or you have something coming up, again, it means it's coming soon. I've got some time off coming up. The new Star Wars film's coming up. Okay. Coming up on BBC One. Uh, That kind of thing. Uh, Coming up on BBC One, Luke's English podcast. Imagine that if Luke's English podcast was on BBC One. That would be cool. Uh, The plan is to stay in a house in the countryside. The plan is to stay in a house in the countryside. So you can use the plan is at the beginning, in order to explain what, a, what the plans are. <laughs> it seems obvious, but do you use that phrase? So what's happening this weekend? Well, the plan is, uh, first of all, we're going to go to the supermarket and we're going to get loads of food and then we're going to, you know, uh, cook a big breakfast. And then we're, we're going to go and do some outdoor activities. And then after that, we're just going to go to the pub. All right. Sound good to you? Yeah, sounds great. Um, that's the plan. So the plan is um uh, I'll just have to wait and see what's in store for me. If something is in store for you it means it's coming, okay? What's in store for uh what's in store for Luke's English podcast? What's in store for the listeners of Luke's English podcast? Uh well, they'll just have to wait and see. If something is in store for you it means it's it's coming, um it's planned for you, okay? If something is in store um so what's in store for uh, me, it just means what is on your, what's in your diary, what's coming up, what is what is what's part of your plan for the future, um, and it's not necessarily something that you've planned. It, it could just be things that um, other people have planned. So it's not necessarily something that you have controlled yourself. See what I mean? Just other things that are slightly out of your control. You'll have to wait and see what's in store for you. Uh, for example, I don't know what kind of classes I'll be teaching at the British Council next year. I'll just have to wait and see what's in store for me, meaning my boss is going to decide. Uh, I've got a few gigs in the diary. If something's in the diary, obviously it means that it's, it's you know, sh- things that you've planned which are coming up. Uh, we'll have to wait and see about that. We'll have to wait and see which just means we don't know what's going to happen. So we'll have to just wait and find out. We'll have to wait and see. And I used to to say to my mum, Mum, what's for dinner? And she'd say, wait and see, which means that she hasn't decided. Um one of these days, I'll fulfill my dream of having my own one man show. So one of these days is a phrase that you start you use at the beginning of a, uh, a sentence, talking about something you hope to do in the future. One of these days, I will blah, blah, blah. One of these days, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. So it's a sort of a phrase you use when you're dreaming about the future. Um, you're talking about th- things you hope to achieve. One of these days, I'm just going to buy a pickup truck and just one of these days I'm just going to quit my job, buy a pickup truck and just drive it uh, off a bridge. No, that's no, that, that ended weirdly. I'm going to buy a pickup truck and I'm just going to drive down like the West Coast of America, man, just uh, living free and trying not to get stopped for speeding, that kind of thing. Um, I'm hoping to devote more time to Luke's English podcast. I'm hoping to do something. Okay. Summer is well on its way. If something's on its way, it means it's coming. It's around the corner. um, It's coming up. uh, It's in store. Uh, Summer is well on its way. Um, A bunch of new Star Wars movies are in the pipeline. If something's in the pipeline, it means that uh, they're in production um, and they are going to be produced soon. So for example, a movie can be in the pipeline. A podcast episode could be in the pipeline. A new pharmaceutical drug could be in the pipeline. OK, so it's talking about the production process and it's it, the production process for it has started. So it's in the pipeline and eventually it will come out the end of the pipeline and ding, there it'll be. It'll be ready. Um, in fact, the first film is due this December. If something is due, D-U-E, it means it is scheduled to arrive. The first film is due in, in December. The first Star Wars film is due this December. Uh, the next big Marvel movie is about to be released. It's if something is about to happen, it means it's going to happen soon. Is about to happen. Uh, the The new Marvel movie is about to be released. Be released because it's a passive structure in it. Passive in it. It's your basic grammar in it. Um, you ain't seen nothing. You, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now you ain't seen nothing yet is a sort of slightly colloquial phrase you ain't seen nothing yet it just means actually it means you haven't seen anything yet so it's a double negative and also ain't is a colloquial form of uh both be and have uh i i'm not uh i'm not here i ain't no i'm i'm not uh i'm not guilty i ain't guilty I haven't done it. I ain't done it. Okay. And you ain't seen nothing yet. It just just means, well, um, m- more stuff is going to come in the future. Like if you think that this is it, it's not it. More stuff's coming. You ain't seen nothing yet. Meaning, um, um, you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. Actually, it just means the best is yet to come. Okay. So this is not the best that you've got now, the best is, uh, hasn't arrived yet. So if you think this is good, you ain't seen nothing yet. Um, so in, in, with regard to the Marvel movies, you ain't seen nothing yet because in fact more Marvel stuff is coming and it may be better, but we'll see about that. Um, also the UK general election is nearly upon us. If something is nearly upon you, it means it's nearly arrived. If something's upon you. It means it's arrived. It's nearly upon us. Uh, spring is upon us, meaning spring has arrived. Uh, the EU referendum is on the horizon. Again, you know, just if you can imagine uh, you can see something in the distance, then it uh, means that it's it's not far away. So the EU referendum is on the horizon. It's quite far distance, but, you know, it's um, close enough for you to be able to see it. So you've got on the horizon and you what else? What else have you got? Um, um, around the corner is in sight something is in sight it means it's not too far away something's around the corner it's really quite close and something's on the horizon it's a little bit further away from in sight um, and they all mean that it that these are things that are not far away okay that is the end of uh, this episode of Luke's English Podcast. But you know, if you think that you've already had the best of Luke's English Podcast, then uh, well, think again, because you ain't seen nothing yet. There's a track called uh, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet by Bachman-Turner Overdrive. It's a classic bit of dad rock. Um, That's the end of the episode. As I said, thanks for listening. More episodes will be uploaded at some point in the future. There might be a little delay again, but, um, you know, don't worry. I haven't disappeared. Thanks for listening. Speak to you again soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.